Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. I'm Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog, with Wright Media Sports, and we are here with you on a Thursday, the last Thursday of October, as the Oklahoma High School football regular season comes to a close in the next week, and it comes to a close for me tomorrow night, regular season-wise, playoffs still on their way around, and a ton of football action going on in and around Western Oklahoma, and we're going to cover all of it as we try to assemble our cast of characters here on the program, and uh, it's like herding cats sometimes, folks. I'm going to be honest. So uh, we'll be joined here in just a little bit by John Matthews and also former Clinton Daily News reporter and now up in northeastern Oklahoma, but still keeping an eye on Western Oklahoma sports, Mr. Josh Jennings. So we will see if we can get everybody lined up here on the call real quick. And also, we should be having a visit with Thomas Terrier's head coach, Bob Ward, as well. And always a good time to catch up with Coach Ward. Coach Ward, welcome to the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. And uh, thank you for taking your time. And we've got some stragglers that may come rolling in. John Matthews running late as usual. And then uh, also Josh Jennings, uh, formerly of the Clinton Daily News, but we'll, we'll go ahead and get to visit with you, which I always okay. enjoy doing because, Coach, uh, you're just – I always say this, you're you're the finest interview in western Oklahoma. <laughs> you haven't interviewed very many people. <laughs> no, I interview a lot of people. And uh, for radio and, and everything such as that, you uh, – you, you do everything you can to make sure the radio guy's job is the easiest. But uh, anyway, so I tell you what, you know, as we wait for John and, and Josh to straggle in, we'll just go ahead and get started. Uh, first of all, congratulations on being five and three on the season and four and one in district play. It is just such a turnaround from what the last two seasons had been uh, for your Terriers. And it, it's got to be a, a pretty, pretty strong vibe and feeling in the Thomas Terrier locker room. Uh, it's a great attitude. It's very positive, and we're extremely proud of the way our kids have attacked this year and attacked some adversity they've uh, come in contact with, and uh, hopefully we can keep going. Yeah, and uh, so you've got, you know, obviously, and, and you know, I'm not stating anything that's not known statewide, but we've got, um, we've got, you know, Fairview at the top of the district, and they're 8-0 on the season and 5-0 in district play. Hooker's a tough one that still remains, but this Moreland team, uh, they they do some things that that can cause some teams some issues. You know, they're very tough. They're very gritty. They're very physical, well-coached, and uh, it's not real sneaky or complicated what they're going to do, but it's uh, for 100 years or better, it's been extremely hard to stop. So we expect a war on Friday night. Yeah, and this season your, your team is doing some things differently in these wins against uh, – against Sayre at Texoma and then also the the two against Burns Flat Deal City uh and Merritt you guys you're not just chunking it up and and letting a, a talented receiver go get it you guys are you've got solid red zone play and you're you're getting your quarterback out as well well we knew going into the season that Ty Littlebird was an extremely gifted athlete and he throws the ball extremely well but uh we we had some concerns about our offensive line early and those guys have really come together and allowed us to run the ball. And any time you're around that 50-50 mark, it's 
a lot better for your offense and a lot more productive than to be uh, just extremely relying on one part of your offense. Definitely. And uh, you guys are just, you know, the way you're doing things. I mean, and I got to brag on my neighbor, Warren Comet Siva. He's, uh, <laughs> he's really stepping up in that tight end spot and, and not only in, in the passing game, but also on some of those sweeps and stuff. Coach, honestly, last season you guys would run some sweeps and it just seemed like it was it was being read and there wasn't any openings. This season you guys are getting out there and, and really making some holes. You know, we're, we're more 50-50 with run-pass ratio, and any time you're around that 50-50 mark, it helps that. So uh, we can do some different things. You know, and Warren's a kid that was hurt early on in the year and it took him a while to get uh, – to the point that he is now, but we're sure glad to have him back. And, you know, another part of that is our offensive line has come together and, and we figured some things out. So you put a good athlete behind a good offensive line, things are going to be, things are going to work better. Definitely. And uh, real quick, as I kind of glazed over at the quarterback run game, you've, you've really got a lot of productivity out of Ty Littlebird this season. You know, he's a tremendous athlete and he came to us a couple weeks ago and said, coach, I can run the ball. And, you know, he's not very big, but he might be pound for pound one of the toughest kids we have. So, uh, you know, we had some young linemen early, and we tried to ha- we had to mesh some things together. And and I didn't do a very good job meshing that all together early in the year. So, as years go has gone along, we figured out some things, and uh, we've just become more productive. Talk about your assistants, coach, and uh, the job that they're doing with these units that they supervise. You know, a, a lot of the run game adjustments have come from those guys. So uh, very fortunate to be at a place where those guys bleed green. Uh, they, they do. You know, they played <laughs> here, and, that, and that's what they believe in, and they're going to go to their grave bleeding green. So yeah. I'm just trying to keep up with them and not mess it up. <laughs> gonna, the new guy, is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm the implant, but I had three sons, so I guess that's okay. <laughs> that's right. You, you, you've, you've contributed heavily to the program. Well, coach, I tell you, it's uh, it's just a situation where we're excited. And now, if if I'm correct, looking at the district records, you guys are in the playoffs, regardless, right? We should be in the playoffs. Uh, there's always some kind of crazy tiebreaker <laughs> yeah. with a three way tie in district points that could pop up. But to my knowledge, we should we should be pretty much in. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it and. You know, and I, I honestly, I, I promised Ty and Warren a trip to uh, Top Golf if they beat Hooker, and <laughs> so I'd be on the hook for that. But uh, on the hook for Hooker. Uh, but no, I'm looking at it. I, even with my limited knowledge of uh, of tiebreakers and stuff, I think it's it's going to be an amazing uh, rest of the season for your Thomas Terriers. And man, Coach, best of luck tomorrow night at home against uh, against uh, Moreland, and also. Forgive me for forgetting, but senior night, you've got a handful of seniors as well on this squad. Yeah, we got four guys that are going to walk tomorrow night. We got Gage Johnson and Isaac Miller, Parker King, and Colton Stinson. So uh, it's always a bittersweet night there when they play their last one at home. It is, and uh, we appreciate all their contributions and and their families in supporting the the squads, and it'll be a great senior night there at Rossfield. So good luck tomorrow night against Moreland, Coach, and we'll be paying attention. I'll be on the bye week when you guys play hooker, so uh, I'll pay a little extra attention that night. (laughs) 
you're always welcome to jump on the bus. If you want. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. All right, he's head coach Bob Ward of the Thomas Terriers football team, and he is uh, taking some time to visit with us. And good luck tomorrow night, Coach. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. So Bob Ward and Josh Jennings comes in with me, and uh, still waiting on John. He doesn't know apparently which <laughs> which Zoom invite to open. So uh, we'll see how see how things go. I I I. He has two email addresses. I sent one to each. So I don't. I don't know where to go from that. But uh, what's been going on with Josh Jennings' world? You know, um, just the same old same old. You know, I'm just up here at a uh, Roger State University. We're yeah, getting into the heart of uh, some soccer season and uh, men's golf wrapped up their fall season. And I'm still covering some high school sports whenever I can. I've been around to a few football games. So. Yeah. Um, now, a lot of our teams in our coverage area aren't having the best season, but Farmore is yeah, has and, one loss, but they <clears throat> let's just say they lost to Bishop Kelly uh forty two to forty one. Mm-hmm. But uh they're they're really good, but uh you know, teams like Katusa is not having a good season, Vertigris is still in the playoff mix, but um yeah, it's a uh, it's a little bit different for sure, but I'm enjoying it up here. For sure. And uh, you know, I guess uh I don't. I haven't paid attention to the MIAA website, but I know the GAC had have had both virtual media days for men's and women's basketball so far. Have they already uh, jumped on that train with the MIAA? So actually, um, they did have an, they had, in the MIAA. They have like an actual media day. Oh, they made men's the trip, basketball huh? coach went up went up to Kansas City a couple of weeks ago. Um, and they took a couple players with them too. So basketball season will start uh, the first weekend in November. It's crazy okay. that it's already here. It really is. And uh, the GAC MIAA crossover uh, gets going. Uh, still waiting on John to. All right. Uh, I guess he's on his way to up to the on. station. So, um, but anyways. But, so the GAC, GAC MIAA crossover uh in Shawnee uh goes down it's like what November 10th I think and uh it's going to yes. be it's going to be uh some tough teams for the women I know it at and I guess the men go to Emporia and then the women take on uh Washburn and Pittsburgh uh, state so I tell you it's it's funny Josh because and you were down here in GAC territory now you're up in pretty pretty heavy duty MIAA territory um <laughs> uh, I got to say, it just seems like, you know, the, uh, the MIAA has some, uh, has a leg up on, on the GAC teams at times. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 I don't know how to say this, but yes, the, there's good teams in the GAC, but there's also good teams in the MIAA. And, yeah. um, you know, I always tell people that other people have said this before, but the MIAA is like the sec of division two, you know, just, we have several teams competing for national championships up here. Our women's softball team won a national championship in, uh, 2021. But, um, I'm sure most people know this, but, uh, Heather Davis, who is an assistant at Swasu is our women's head basketball coach. So yeah. she's excited to get started and get going. Yeah. Uh, Friday, November 10th. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she, I know coached in, you know, brought her from UCO. I know she was a big yep. hire in his first season. And, uh, then, uh, coach Bagwell, who had been with coach, uh, Evans's squad at Swasu, uh, moved over to the women's side. And then, uh, they brought in, uh, coach O'Dowd, uh, who had been at, a, I forget was it McPherson or Bethany that he was at in Kansas, but, uh, nice gentleman. I've got, I've got an interview with him and I don't know, John, 
looks like he could log in eventually or he may not. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I, I assume he's uh, down the hall in the studio. Listen, I, I, there's lots of things going on here that do not make any sense to me. You've got one of those uh, color <laughs> patterns like I remember when I was a kid when, when TV stations yeah. actually used to sign off. And my name is Kelly Adams. Yeah. I don't even know who that it is. I would imagine it's a relative of John Adams, the Prez. Okay. Shout out. Shout out, Kelly. Thank you. Hey, I Kelly, mean, thanks for my, using whatever Zoom I just logged into. Mine says John Matthews, so, you know. That's true. Everybody's confused. It makes it hard. But I got what no, are you guys up I got, to? How'd it go? I, I got no pronouns. Yeah, we visited with head coach Bob Ward. Josh jumped in a little bit late, so I didn't bring him in, but... Uh, I tell you, we'll get to Class A football here in a minute, but we really need to get to talking about some Class 4A football because uh, it's yep. some it's some pretty uh, interesting things that have gone down in the last couple of weeks and then also things that, um, you know, still to look forward to because, in essence, my regular season ends tomorrow night. With an extra week, right, for – Yeah, bye week, uh, Weatherford – you know, they had the week zero game, which I think was scheduled a little bit later uh, than normal. And then, you know, because in past seasons, they haven't started until week one. But then, you know, they play straight through until, you know, the week before districts. And then they get that bye week to, to you know, get a little extra prep. But uh, so Weatherford hosts John Marshall tomorrow night on senior night at Woody Roof Field. Clinton is on the road to cash tomorrow night. And then also Elk City is hosting Woodward. So uh, the top three, and really we'll pay close attention to the cash Chickasha, Chickasha results because, um, you know, Chick is, uh, uh, they're they're taking on Mustang JV tomorrow night. And then really the wrap-up game should be, I'm assuming, will be um, on November 3rd when Cat, that'll Cash and Chickasha will play each other basically to de- to determine fourth place. Okay, so playoffs start early. Uh, yeah, you know everybody always talks about yeah. those uh, <laughs> those those uh, play in games and and for Cash and Chickasha it is, and then Weatherford's off and and then Clinton will wrap up their season on the road at Woodward, and then Elk City uh, finishes up at John Marshall. So really, District Four A One is pretty well set. Where are we going? Uh, that's a good question. That'll be determined tomorrow night as Tuttle takes on Newcastle. So we're pretty much locked in at third, whether we being Weatherford and then, um, uh, Newcastle and Tuttle play tomorrow night. And that will probably go a long ways to determine uh, second place, which would be our opponent. Now, Bethany also, uh, takes on Blanchard and then Newcastle. And I would guess if they were able to pull, pull off two wins to end the season, that would make a, a, uh, a, I guess a two-way tie at the top, but Tuttle, I think, does have the win over Bethany. So I don't know. I mean, guys, when I did Friday Night Finals, the worst night of the season was the final night of, of, of regular season because you had yeah. to project district wins. And honestly, before before Twitter, it's a lot uh, of work. You were you were pulling out the old abacus <laughs> and and uh, spreadsheets yep. and all kinds of stuff. Self inflicted pain though for Weatherford, right? I mean, they're just struggled against Elk City. Should have probably played better. Yeah, and is there any chance? I mean, you watched the game and you thought the whole time that Weatherford was going to win that game. I think, and you're like, okay, yeah, oh uh, yeah, they're good enough. They're just cut out some mistakes, and then it just never really happened because it's yeah. not. I don't feel like Elk City moved the ball very well. 
Not until uh, just a few drives and, you know, and really, and we'll go ahead and jump into that. And Josh, I don't know if you saw much. Of I, saw, the, I uh, saw the very, I saw the very ending of the game. Like okay. I think with like two minutes left, I tuned in cause we had a soccer game and I got home and I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. One touchdown game. Well, first play, oh, saw the, the play first play, which play? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. Well, first play of the game is a pick six for Elk City, and that's that's always hard to come by. But then Weatherford flips the field and holds them twice to to you know punts, and then Weatherford's in the red zone and two touchdowns dropped. I mean, you you know interceptions are a funny thing because uh, obviously the the stats go on the quarterback's you know ledger, but. You look at you, you look at how interceptions can happen or why they're happening. It's not always just the quarterback. Now you know. Oh yeah, it can be deflected. And it can be yeah. I mean, a lot of them just like close their eyes and threw them up over the middle. But, but I, it was one of those first first what first game starting. Yes, first start at Elk City. But I mean, but two touchdowns dropped in the end zone by pretty sure-handed receivers uh, make yep. it tough. I mean that. That can shake you up a little bit, but um, you know it's just one of those situations where, uh, Elk, like Coach Roof said, Elk City when they needed to make the plays, they did. When we needed to make the plays, we didn't. So, uh, but you know, and, and here's the thing: I'm not that fan, and I'm definitely not that guy as far as the voice of Weatherford Eagle football that's going to question play calls or anything like that. That's not my job, or nor do I have the knowledge to do so. So the why'd you sit on a memo, throw it to CJ as a subject line all <laughs> the, week. You're at the radio station. It's posted yeah. up in the men's restroom. Yeah. Get that going around. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure somebody has. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, of course you want to throw it to him. He's a good athlete. I feel terrible watching that game, though, because you feel like by the end of that game, he's tired. I don't know if we can find a way to give him a break, or maybe he's just so big that it looks like he's moving slow. But, yeah. like, he's a, a phenomenal athlete. I watched him up and down the basketball court, and you know – it's there. It's just football's mm-hmm. a hard game. And to play every single down of every single play, it's got to wear you out. And then when you need it at the end, you're gassed. Well, we've got a lot of guys that play both ways. I mean, and right. he's one of them, but Jackson Blackman, you know, he plays running back and linebacker. Uh, Cooper Whitetail was the H back. He's on the defensive line most of the time. I mean, you know, we've got <coughs> Cutler Rollins, you know, guys like that, but uh, you know, and then our secondary, a lot of times, will will double up as receivers as well. And you know that was the thing is like we are holding Elk City, and they just chunk one up. And Cy Scamahorn was in great coverage, and they just happened to you know come down with the catch. But I'll say this, and I appreciate Coach Zach Maynard. He's been on here on our program before, uh, but man, I, I came away not real happy with some of the some of the uh, sportsmanship uh, from that game. And that's I'll leave that there. But oh, the dirty elk that not was trending online on Twitter. Is it? I, I got to. Yeah, it was dirty elk. You got to start steering me down the right uh, trending stuff on Twitter because I missed. Yeah, that yeah it was on there. It's all week Monday, I think. You know, yeah. wow. over the weekend. Josh, you see it? I did not see that. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't have any knowledge of that. That's that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it was dirty elk, and it was just flags, flags, flags. Personal foul. Yeah. Personal foul. <laughs> even heard we elbowed a trainer. I don't even know that. Oh my I, I was told that was well, no, that was did not happen. I, I remember when I was. I think I was a sophomore. It was Weatherford State Championship or state 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 runner up run year, and um, they played Elk City. And Elk City hadn't won a game in two years, and. 
Like I remember a couple days before Elk City had a uh, radio like show that they did and they were saying how like the spoiled brats are coming to town and they're the Edmund of the West. And- <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> like, oh, there's probably gosh. some uh, probably some Who knows? Weatherford got beat and it comes down to that. So now yeah. he's going the road to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. You can make all the referee excuses, all the dirty hits, dirty plays, all you want. It was a one score game and Weatherford well, could have beat but Elk won. But a, a big touchdown yeah, he, run by Victor Garcia was called back on a hold. And from what I understand, the referee called the hold on the offense, but the number they gave was the defensive player's number. And then also the film shows that the hold was conducted by the defensive player. So, but mistakes are made. And, and if it you makes know, you feel any better, even in when there's a sport that billions of dollars are bet on, oh, yeah, they still have terrible refs. Well, so how, much did, imagine, how much did you... I mean, you, whether it be NFL, NCAA, Division One, Division Two, all the way down to high school, referees are just really bad. How much, did you, uh, how much did you lose at the Lucky Star Sportsbook on the Weatherford Elk City game? Listen, on the Eagles? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'd bet on that joke? Uh, no. Did okay. you not watch the Clinton game? Hell no. Wow. We're not betting on Weatherford. Wow. Now. Now. These are your neighbors Listen, you're talking though. about. That's crazy. One of the playoffs, mm-hmm. I'm loading up. Yeah, they are going to surprise the world. Write you know, it, it's funny you say that because I'm being serious. Given given the extra week and and basically and and I'm sorry, no disrespect to John Marshall, but a, a tune up game against mm-hmm. John Marshall. Uh, they're a team that's one and three on the season, one and seven. They did beat Woodward, uh, but you know, being that they uh, get that game to get. You know, because here's the thing. I saw Tyson McSpirit do some nice things. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. the running game with, like I said, putting Cooper Whitetail at that H-back spot, uh, they were able to make some good holes for Victor Garcia and for Jackson Blackman. Jackson Blackman, 88 yards, two touchdowns. I think Victor had like 57 yards and a touchdown called back. But, uh, yeah, that's the thing. They they have a chance to go out and mm-hmm. and, and shock the world. But I'm going to say this. I mean, obviously, uh, we don't we don't make spreads and we don't make predictions necessarily here. But guys, there's a decent percentage chance that District Two could go four and zero against this district. What? No, it, Josh. I thought that. Yeah i I have to agree because, like, I when I was in the Clinton paper, I thought the exact same thing last year, and they they went two and two, but um, and I just. Blanchard, Tuttle, Newcastle, and Bethany, they're just all really, really good. And I think Clinton is really good. I think Elk City is really good. And I think Weatherford's good too, but I, I, mean, I, I think the teams in two, I, I think they're just better than one, in look, my opinion. Looking at it, John, Bethany could could end up fourth place in that district. Yeah. They gave Clinton everything they wanted last season. Went to overtime, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it yeah. Bethany? Yeah, they yeah they they won in overtime, and then yeah. um, I think uh, I, I'm blanking on his. Oh, I think Layden Fuller stopped Taylor Heim at the yeah yeah. The it was line. it was he a great play, and and but it was yes it was overtime. Then, but here's the thing: is I mean, if a team goes to to the Tornado Bowl, and I know I'm going to irritate you know Red Tornado Nation, much like I did when I called Uh-oh. their JV a game of scrimmage. Sorry, Josh. Don't mean to. Yeah, don't huh, mean to. What the heck, man? Don't mean to flip you on the ear, but, uh, but anyways, uh, 
I'm telling you, if a team can protect their quarterback, which it's a tall task with Bumpy Crane and Layden Fuller up there on the line, but if you could protect your quarterback, you you could you could make some hay in the passing game. I mean, the kid from from Heritage Hall, of course, he's an OU commit, but uh, I'm just saying, if if Clinton's the one seed, I, I can tell you right now, Elk City is going to get beat by by the uh, by the three seed in that district. Really? I'll go out yeah. on a limb right now and say whether that. it be Newcastle, Bethany. Newcastle, Tuttle, or Bethany, I I, I would take well, them over and, Elk. Yeah, I I would have to agree with you. I haven't seen I haven't seen any of these teams play, but you know, just like based off of like seeing the highlights and you know just talking to people, um, like Tuttle's really good. I, I think Blanchard's really good. I think they really do have a chance to win. Well, I said. I said um, I stirred up the ire of Clinton and Marty Wandry's on there take it. Good. Saying, saying Thank easy, you, Martin. Let's go, Marty. Easy. Get in here. <laughs> Clinton can't can't name his business, but I do support it. <laughs> the liquor store? <laughs> Thanks. Oh yeah. Uh, but Shout no. out. got some nacho uh, Marty, tequila. Marty Wandry hey, there at the uh, package store, we'll call it. And uh but no, he he's he's chiding me a little bit. But no, seriously, and when I say percentage chance, I mean, you know. 60 to 70 percent chance that the district two could could pull the sweep i mean that's not that's not a certainty but you have to think that it's a greater chance than it has been in the past and as a bethany grad i will say i think i think i think bethany is a good matchup for clinton because you know like last year bethany's not as good as they were last year and i think clinton is better than they were last year too and bethany does not have a good track record of playing in clinton you know they sure got beat 49 to nothing and 2021 for the district title and then last year you know a lot of people thought bethany was the better team on paper and you know clinton just played clinton football you know ran the ball well um you know they didn't play again in the fourth quarter but they had a big enough lead to yeah where bethany made some plays and i mean coach Igby was like we knew they were going to make some plays like they're a good football team but um you know he said our guys just kept fighting and kept believing and yeah obviously well, the result played out so yeah well, and you know, all the Clinton folks are glad that I'm on the other side, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> I think you just said at least said right. it last year when they went two and two. I, Weatherford, Clinton, Oak City, I wouldn't cut them out so soon. Clinton, especially, I agree with Josh. I think Clinton's a better team this year than they were last year. Okay. Yeah, they they were good last year, but you know they're just pretty much a year older. I know they lost Trey Bennett, but um, you know just. Zayden Collins is really good. Contavion Hill is good. extremely um, good. Cooper, ben Contavion Hill, yeah. Yeah, Cooper Soley has another year, and he, he's a really good quarterback. Um, but that, that's a team that uh, I like a lot, and um, I think they definitely could be in the state title mix. I mean, it's Clinton every year they're going to be in the title mix. So I'm excited for 4A playoffs and to see how this thing shapes up. John, did you yeah, three see and one. The, three and one? Three and one. Three and one. That's what we're going. You're going. You're going. Yeah, district, I'll, district I'll, 4A1 to go three and one versus 4A2. Yes. Okay. I, I'll say two and two, and I would probably go with Clinton and Weatherford to. Uh, oh, now you're changing story. What happened? You're zero and four. Like 10 <laughs> I didn't say. Ago. I didn't say I was zero and four. I said it's a higher percentage than it has been <laughs> oh. in the past. You gotta, you gotta tread your words Josh. lightly, John. Yeah. What did you hear? Hmm. I heard four and zero. Oh. That's right. That's right. I said four and oh. percentage <laughs> chance. I didn't say certainty. <laughs> No, it's gonna be fun. We love playoffs. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah, so it'll be fun to get, see where we're going. Get the bus, the band. Weatherford travels well. Clinton travels really well, but they won't have to experience that. They'll be at home. I just pray um, I don't have to go back to Newcastle. They are the worst. I hope you get to go to Tuttle. I, I'll take Tuttle. Uh, they have a press Newcastle? box for us. Newcastle sucks. 
Oh, yeah, they do. They I are. Hate them. They, they're just not very nice. And like, no, I've been there a few times, and I've I've always had like their administration stands up to me. They're like, "Who are you with?" And I'm like, "I'm covering a high school game." Yeah, they're saying, I'll, "I guess I'm supposed to call them and make reservations." And I'm like, "Okay, okay like, yeah." If you get the OSSAA pass, player safety, it's team a high safety. school game. Hey, Student here's the thing. Have you, you, a high school game. Josh, have you not paid attention this year? They've been pulling guns out of high school game. That's I want to know every single person on that sideline. <laughs> oh, I bet Jeez. you do. <laughs> yeah, Josh, you look kind of threatening, too. Uh, but yeah. I can't believe you guys. If Let's see. Marty Wandry, if Clinton I, I, I gets – Marty Wandry says if Clinton gets past first round, you could have a Clinton and versus Ada matchup. So if they get past the first round, Clinton versus Ada, that's a perennial that – uh, that's a historic power, isn't it? Eight, eight, I was going to say, Ada and Poto play for the district title tomorrow night. Those uh, those teams are both unbeaten. Yeah, that's a that's a tough I one. That- I mean, but really, guys, and, and I'll just throw this out there, and if it makes people mad, I apologize once again. But until Wagner's beat, until Wagner's like Jason and Freddy Krueger and and Michael Myers, <laughs> until until you're holding the, you know, until you know they're gone, they are still there, and until they're out of the playoffs, I'm going to say it's probably going to be Wagner. It's going to be fun to watch, though. They're good. Oh, yeah, it's they great. This really is what good. it's about. Uh, so, hey, any- hey, I was, uh-huh. I was saying, mentioning Wagner, they, they play uh, one of our area teams tomorrow. They play Katusa, and I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it's a little bit competitive, but I, wouldn't uh, count I just on don't that. know. <laughs> yeah. Because what? They uh, they beat Cushing. Uh, did Wagner play? Yeah, yeah, they they yeah, be cushing fifteen to fourteen. Fifteen to fourteen. They pretty much dominated everybody else on their schedule. I've got a cousin that plays for Cushing, and he is just kind of a uh, he's a bad dude. I mean he's he's really uh, <laughs> he's really knocking some heads. So uh, okay, real quick, guys, Class A. We visited with head coach Bob Ward of the Thomas Terriers when John wasn't able to get on the show in time, uh, but. I know I missed their win. <laughs> you, I missed. Yeah. <laughs> District one of Class A, obviously Fairview is is really they should Fairview could probably win two A, and they probably should be in two A. Last year, Tyler Freeberg on a broadcast said, "If your town has a Sonic, there's no way you should be Class A," and I think he's yeah. on to something there. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they're, they've dominated all year, too. Yeah. Just, I like competitive football, and it seems like you get in those stages, it's, it doesn't happen very often. Like, it's either one way or the other. Yeah. And I know there's teams from the East. And I think everybody's high on Cordell. Uh, not Cordell, Cole Cord. Uh, Cole Cord's kind of a kind of a favorite up there. Of course, they lost to a 2A team this year, but it, it's probably just going to be – I mean, Minko's really, really good, and so is Crescent. That's going to be a good one in class uh, – class district three. And in fact, that one's tomorrow night. So that's a huge one. But, uh, I tell you, Thomas has a chance with a win over Moreland to lock in, I believe third place. And then, um, and then if they can pull off a win at hooker, they would, they would move up into second place. But, uh, just seeing that, seeing their district record right now, be four and one and tied with hooker. That's, that's some amazing stuff. No, that's I from the beginning of the year it was struggle during before district started. And I think you a lot of non Thomas Terriers thought, What the heck's going on? Yeah. Like, okay, kind of gave up. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, Whoa, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, um Alva was a pretty tough matchup. They're two A and then Fairview, but every other game they've been in and uh yeah. you know, and and really they're they're five and three, so 
their other game that they lost was, um, let's see, Fairview cash and the cash and game. That was one. I know that, you know, it's non district, so it doesn't matter, but I know they'd love to have that one back. Uh, particularly with kind of the thorn in the side that Cashin's been for a lot of teams over the last several years. Do you think Watonga turns anything around? I mean, how long does it take that program to kind of get back on its feet? Um, they're, they're, you know, they've been close the last couple of weeks, and I visited with head coach Corey Duncan today, in fact. Uh, and, you know, he's uh, – Mike Crow says Thomas played Alva well for two and a half quarters. Kenny McGuire says two wins, and Thomas gets to host a playoff game. Not bad after several down years. You dang right, it's not bad after several down years. And I know Coach Ward is, is I know they're not back to that level yet that, that Thomas had been at, you know, previously, but, uh, this is a very respectable team and they do things well. Yes. And they are young too. They are extremely young. Yeah, I was going to say, they, I went to a game last year and I remember there were several freshmen who were starting and they got several freshmen starting this year yes. too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, but yeah, like I said, you know, I've, I always enjoyed talking to Bob Ward and, Always enjoy oh, covering the Terriers, and I'm happy to see that they're Bob's a great getting coach. on the right track. And yes, yeah. yes, he is. Uh, we'll Moreland's, have to send the uh, uh, Weatherford Clinton Elk City coaching staff down there to get some move-ins. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> funny you say that because uh, there's two brothers, uh, two siblings that are on the Weatherford squad. That I think, uh, I think, if there was an NIL package to be offered, they might they might would be getting some things delivered. You never know. <laughs> We don't say names, but I, I do know their name was bandied about in some coaches' office. So we'll, we'll see. But no, um, back to to District Three Watonga. I talked to Coach uh, Corey Duncan today, and uh, you know they were so close last week against Christian Heritage. They lose on a last second field goal. I think twenty six yard field goal at at the end of regulation uh, to lose by two. But uh, I tell you, they've had an infl- infusion of of speed and that would be uh Clinton transfer Jeremiah Barker has been uh he first kickoff of the game he broke off a 90 yard touchdown return. Uh so he's been they here's the thing. They play Western Heights in non-district play tomorrow night and then they wrap up the season in district with Hinton. I thought Hinton Hinton kind of has done this to me two years in a row and I love coach Grant Potter but they start out blazing fire and then they have just you know i haven't checked in to see if it's injuries or what but uh, they're one and two in district and i don't know that the way watonga has been playing the hinton might not be susceptible going on the road in their in their last season that could be watonga's you know one or first or second win well i mean shout out to Corey duncan and coach duncan miyaki was coaching wrestling a year ago so yeah Yep. taking over a program and, and the fact that you've seen improvement this whole way by the way hinton shout out to them we have an open house this evening hey. to go look at how cruddy their facility, facilities are. Aww. And they're trying to pass a 32 point something million dollar bond November 14th. So they want everyone to come look. They want to show you why they need new a new uh, event center, wrestling room, uh, some storm shelters mm-hmm. that will also work as classrooms. Safe like rooms, that. I hope, honestly. But uh, so Safe rooms, I would hope. Uh, oh, safe rooms. Yeah, yeah. I said storm shelters. My well, fault. I mean, safe rooms like storm and other things. But You're right, uh, right. yeah, hey, right, you police hey, officers get out there and vote for vote for the, the bonds at Hinton. I mean, you know, you, you've got to make the facilities good. And I'll tell you this much. We were bagging on Newcastle earlier. Their home broadcast, the OSN, they're outside the press box. They have no press box room. Uh, Cash had us outside. 
because they took up the visitors broadcast booth for their video board equipment. And, you know, last year I did one game as a fill in in class a, and I had to be outside. That was at Mangum. Every other, every other road game we had, I was in a press box and I now in four a, I've been outside twice. Well, it's hard. A lot of these smaller schools don't have the funding the bigger schools have. Obviously, the amount of people, the amount of taxes, the amount of sales tax, sex, amount of Did you catch how I said that, though? Well, I mean, last year in Class A, I was only outside once. This season in 4A, I've been outside twice. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's a joke. And, you know, but. Yeah, what what's crazy, though, is when I was at the Clinton paper, I was outside twice. And those schools were Bishop McGinnis and Heritage Hall. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, Bishop I've, McGinnis did their press box was tiny, so I was on the visitor side. They're horrible. Heritage Hall's press box was tiny, so I had to just luckily they, they had a table that I could set up at. So, yeah. but you know, so, Elk City had one. John Marshall, which they played at Taft Stadium, they, they had a, a really nice press box, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess last year, uh, of course, Thomas has the Cadillac of press boxes. Yes, I mean, they, yes, they're very are. nice. And plus, they have a Cadillac of football fields. Yeah, they they have a visitors yeah. press box too. So you know, but. Uh, Watonga's, they did theirs similar to Thomas's. It's very nice. And, you know, but I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where I, I don't know what Tuttle's going to be like, but it cannot be as bad as Newcastle. So, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for Tuttle tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I like driving through Tuttle. Live. It's cool because it's big, tall stadium. Oh, yeah, it's right it's there. It's right downtown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Marty Wandry letting us know that, <laughs> that they'll be outside at Cash tomorrow, too. Yeah, I was outside at Cash and the wind. Wind died down for five minutes and then it picked back up to 30 and, you know, it's just, uh, it's tough. So, uh, Alan, uh, Dennis Smith and Alan Bryson will have their difficulties tomorrow night. Uh, already brought it up. Any chance that all Clinton stumbles? No, no. Before the playoffs. Yeah. Like cash. No, no, no. They'll, they'll run it down cash's throat. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll come out of there with a, with a good win. Uh, I cash. Uh, the thing about it is, is cash put up a, let's see, we were up 23, 14, 23, 15 against cash. And then that's when stone Chisholm got hurt. And, uh, and then, you know, we, we flipped the field enough times, got enough first downs in the second half to get out of there. But, um, I think Weatherford would have warmed down had we been able to, uh, to kind of keep the same pace, but, uh, real quick, last thing guys, uh, class or class district two district two of class a, uh, has some area teams, uh, Carnegie, Cordell, and Hobart, uh, all all struggling this season. Uh, guys, yeah. Cordell. I mean, I, I I can't feel more sorry for a squad than than I do the Cordell Blue Devils. And Coach Cody Gilmore is such a nice guy, but I mean, they're they're going on two straight seasons, not just going winless, but like every game being a massive blowout, and that's just that's just sad. Yeah, I remember last year talking to them, just getting football players to come out was hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were having a hard time even just filling the team and they talked about moving down. Yeah. But I think Burns Flatfield City is. Are they? I think they go to eight man next year. Do you see Cordell doing that? Uh, it would be interesting. Now, uh, you guys might know better. Did Was Cordell eight man at some point in time? I don't. Todd would know. I don't Todd know. Bruner would know. I, yeah, I, I don't know, honestly. Well, hey, guys, important stuff on top of everything else is that the Texas Rangers start World Series play tomorrow night. Tomorrow yep. night? Is it They're tomorrow going? night or is it World Series? Is it tomorrow night or? Yep. 
Yeah, they. So I think if my memory is right, they'll play game one Friday, game two Saturday in Arlington, and then they'll play three, four, and five at Phoenix. And then if it goes to six and seven, they'll play them back in Arlington. Yes, okay. he's one hundred percent correct. Yes, on Saturday, if they hit a really long fly ball out to the left field parking lot, mm-hmm. it might hit me. Okay, so you'll, be, you'll be in Arlington on Friday. We're going standing oh, room only Saturday night World yeah. Series. Wait, it, yeah, it starts, th- but the, but it starts tomorrow night, right? No, it starts tomorrow. Yes, first yeah. game one's tomorrow. We're going to game two. Okay, and then okay. Josh is right. Three, four, and five air at Arizona. And then six and seven back at Texas. Texas, the longest standing franchise to not win a home a World Series. So uh, it's got to yeah. be time, right? There's six of them. Can you name them? Six teams that have not. Correct. Oh, I thought. Uh, well, uh, let's see. Seattle. Correct. Uh, Tampa. Correct. Uh, no, t- I, I think. Tampa's been. I think Tampa won, yeah, t- I thought Tampa won during the COVID year. Oh, yeah, my fault. Not Tampa. Oh, did they win? Oh, you're good. One? Yeah. 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 They, yeah. Okay. So Seattle, uh, Texas, San Diego. Yep. Oh, um, man. So I've got three more Milwaukee. Correct. Well, they, they never won any. Is the Braves? No, I don't Minnesota? Twin, no, Twins won two. Back in the okay. late '80s, early '90s, uh, okay. the Rockies. Rockies, correct? Yeah. What am I missing? That's it. Pirate. Now Pittsburgh won hmm. back in the '70s. Willie okay. Stargell. Uh, by the way, the Rays did not win. I do not know baseball history. <laughs> it's the Padres, Brewers, Rangers, Mariners, Rockies, and Rays. Rays went twice, and, and did not win. Check that COVID year, because if Josh says he thought, yeah, they, I, I thought they won during the COVID year. Oh my god! I thought that was that was the Dodgers. Year they won it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it was the Dodgers. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now go Rangers. Won. Cowboys play the next day at noon at home. So, yeah. Yeah. Twofer. Micah Parsons. Is Rangers uh, game. Is Cowboys is football going to be Southern Art Saturday? <sighs> <laughs> hey, are you doing volleyball tonight? Yes, John. Yes. He's central in town at the Pioneer Cellular Event Center. So uh, get out there and support Josh Collins and the and the Bulldogs volleyball. And then uh, soccer, I think, plays uh, to, uh, tomorrow or tomorrow or Saturday. I can't remember. Yep. This after or this evening will be yeah, at the it Pioneer. Is. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll be on center. that. I, I'll probably, actually, I'm probably going to drop, drop by for a little bit because uh, we have some family that are actually the bus drivers for East Central. Nice. Yeah, that's a that's a, that might be my next retirement gig. Driving buses for Division Two yeah, programs. Yeah, get to see great places like Magnolia, Arkansas. And <laughs> I'm out. I'm All out. right. Yeah, you guys, you guys ready? <laughs> yes. Hey, tonight who wins? Uh, tonight on uh, Tampa NFL. Bay. Oh, that's Buffalo all day. Bills, Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 they've got one pass play, and that's Mike Evans on a go route. And if anybody guards that, it's kind of done. Isn't he hurt? Is he back? He may be. I don't know. But yeah. and, and speaking of my fantasy team, game. my fantasy team drops their third in a row or third game of the season, and and man, David Sage is just cleaning up in that league. Yeah, he wins all the leagues I'm in. Does he? I think he just He's puts good, a post. Yeah. yeah, like a QR code. If you want me in your fantasy league, scan his. Yeah, and he's in like twenty of them, and he wins them all. Really? 
Yeah, I he he thumped me a couple of weeks ago, and then I lost to my friend Steve Anderson last week. And you know, it's one of the, it's funny how Yahoo does it. You know, this projected win percentage, and I think all the way up until like Saturday afternoon, I was I was projected to win, and then I just my team just fell apart. But I got no receivers. I mean, well, I got no big time receivers. How's that sound? Yeah, well, a lot of people draft Jefferson. He's no longer. He's on the IR. Oh yeah, and then you know if you if you draft him and he goes away, then what do you do? Yeah, you know, in trouble. I don't know. Well, listen, guys, thanks for coming on. And Josh, have a great weekend up there in uh, Green Country, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be thinking about you when we see those uh, Katusa scores. <laughs> <laughs> We got a little yeah. playoff version coming in two weeks. We should. Uh, I don't. I think we should really I mean, bring them down. Really, we can even. You know, I'll be actually more freed up next week on the bye week, so we can. Yeah, uh, next try week's to get... Joe. Who's playing who? Huh? I guess we can talk about Tuttle in that district next week. Yeah, we yeah. should have a clearer picture, and then also. Say, Go ahead, Josh. For, on my side, for a district three is pretty interesting because there's five teams who are alive right now because Tulsa McLean is a lot better and Ulaga. Their coach said that there's five teams who could make it, so it's going to be interesting to see how that district shapes up. But Wagner will, will win it, but uh, two, three, and four has not been determined yet. And all those teams play each other these next couple of weeks. So I know you've got some proximity bias, but did, you do realize this is called the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast, right? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, uh, Illiga is four and four, um, but. You're right. It is a Western. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You know what's no, funny, I, Josh? I know. I was going to say every one of those teams might, might. You might see. Might see some of these teams. You might see in the playoffs in the quarterfinals. Well, <laughs> and what's yeah, exactly. And what's funny is is uh, Wagner, Ulagaw, Katusa, Cleveland, Skytook were all our conference when I was in high school. That was that was Coweta is now five A, but that yeah. was that was all of our basketball and football conference teams uh, back then and. Uh, played at Sky Took, played at Cleveland, played at Catusa. Back, uh, you guys probably maybe don't remember this, but in the '80s there was a thing where they uh, they came up with the concept of the rubber basketball floor, and it was like it, huh. it, it supposedly gave you more spring. And I could jump pretty high, and it didn't really give me more spring, but it felt like I was running in mud. It was just kind of a kind of you know kind of gives, and it was weird. So. But that, we played with they still had the peach baskets up. We had the peach baskets and no face mask on our helmet and all that stuff. So, yeah. all right, guys, have a great week. Thank you so much for coming on. Yep. Talk to y'all later. John Matthews, Josh Jennings. I'm Chuck Ramsey, the law dog. This is the Western Oklahoma sports podcast. Have a great weekend and enjoy some football.